You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Good afternoon and welcome to the Form Lounge Trivia, maybe right around the country. Uh, it's the day before Christmas, all thanks to PointsBet. PointsBet is built different. You can download the PointsBet app, of course, and what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Miles Fitzner joining you for the next hour. Joined in studio by the co-host with the most, Huey Fitzpatrick. Hello, buddy. Miles, this is good to be here. Hey, uh, 0499736736. What we're doing today is we're going to take a look at tomorrow, but also a bit of a look early doors into next week and what you should be doing with markets and who better to chat to than the superstar when it comes to markets. He's an absolute jet, one of the best minds in the business. His name is Jules Valance and he joins us. Hello, Jules. G'day, boys. How are we? Good to have you in. It's good to be in. I've sort of, you know, haven't been in this building for a while. It's been great. But anyway, you've dragged <laughs> me back out of the depths of Hades and I'm here. Hey, uh, they're interesting weeks. We were talking as we were coming up in the lift. It's it's tiresome this time of year, trying to keep up and even trying to actually get out on track. And for you, um, even getting out on track becomes a bit hard. You've got to sit back and play and it's work. It's go time. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get the opportunity probably to go out and play, which is, you know, neither here nor there anymore for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, even as I was talking to you, Milo, before we came on air, you know, Tuesday's fields have just dropped for Melbourne Cup Day outside of the Cup. Obviously, the Cup, you know, is you know the draw happens after Derby Day, but... You know, so there's another eight or nine races you've got to try and price up tonight before tonight and spit them out and, and we go from there and then it just keeps rolling into Oaks and then it keeps rolling into Stakes Day. So um, you wouldn't have it any other way, though. Like, it's it's brutal, it's full on, but, you know, it's the way I want to live my life. Yeah, true. I feel like it's everyone's sort of waiting for spring to come and then once you get there, you're like, I really want to get out of the source, but you yeah. just can't. You're just full-on work mode because, as you said, markets drop for Saturday bang, you're all on it. Like, we've got that Monday, call the card. You'd love to have a few jars there, but you've got Melbourne Cup on Tuesday and you've got Oaks on Thursday. So it's it's true. The amount of people that say, like, you've got lunch after lunch after lunch, they say, I want to buy you a beer after the races or we could catch up here, catch up there, but you can't keep up of doing the form, especially if you're not just doing Melbourne. You're trying to do three, four or five states. It's difficult. It is, and that's, you know comes down through probably experience you just become a functioning alcoholic so uh, <laughs> that's sort of where we're at <laughs> it certainly is hey mate when we talk um tomorrow uh and we're going to get stuck into a few of those races but then we're going to go into cup day oaks day and stakes day a bit later especially over the next half hour is we're trying to explain to people too about um we're here to make money and sometimes people can get carried away a little bit on on maybe overstaking Group 1 races because they're Group 1 races, can't they? As in, there's money to be made elsewhere, but not necessarily on the Coolmore, the Derby and the Golden Eagle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that statement. The, the sort of flip side for that as well is is that the bookmakers are also aware that the Coolmore, the Derby, the Golden Eagle are the races that are most watched and most seen. So for them, they're probably betting a crazy, you know, there's 20 horses in those races. They're betting maybe 115, 116% now. Now, so for for the bigger guys, that actually is a bit of an edge for them because they can probably narrow it down to, you know, that there's probably only four or five chances. I think the Coolmore's an outlier to that. I think there's a lot of chances in those kinds of races. But I think the bigger, bigger guys are really keen on these 
big races because the bookies want to play early. There's a lot more liquidity in Betfair to begin with. Like it's starting to churn now uh, compared to say, um, you know, half an hour before the race. So there's too many, there's different ways you can skin cats that we talk about. And I agree with your premise as well. I think if you're a, a punter that's just coming and you only bet occasionally, you do exactly your method. I think the big dogs just love Coolmore, Derby, because they go, hey, there's two or three chances here, and the bookies are going to bet us a really tight percentage. We can absolutely fill up. Yep. So that's interesting. So say like, so you obviously, you're, market, you're a market expert. So there's going to be a lot of bet money bet because there's more eyes on racing, all of that. So everyone always says late money, smart money. Is that sort of still the case on these big days, even though there's going to be 100,000 people on Derby Day betting late? Do you still is that still as important or sort of late money is smart money? No, and I think the major player probably in Australia probably doesn't go through the corpse, probably goes through the the tote, probably dictates that as well and goes through the exchange a little bit. So that late money is crucial, absolutely. I think no matter what how big the race is, that's always going to be a really good guide. I think yeah, you know had really good pushes, especially at the death in the Cox Plate for some horses who probably didn't get some luck, but that's where you could see the swings were happening. Um, absolutely, still that's probably still the premise those last two or three minutes are, are crucial. Is there still a case for the post nine o'clock moves uh, and, and, and making a case for that for people that want to watch markets? Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously in Melbourne in particular, um, that Corps have to bet the NBL, so the minimum bet laws as soon as you go up. So it's a little bit different, for example, like places like Sydney where the 9am rule actually comes into effect. So the bigger pros can't bet till race day at 9am. So that's really important, I think, if you're playing into that space. But I think in places uh, in Melbourne, especially on big days, we're seeing the big pros that even bet with us and, and no doubt would bet with the other corps as well, is that they're betting Thursday and Friday. If they see an edge, they will crush it in early doors. And we saw that you know, with a few horses last week. Um, the Skybird horse. I mean, it was right off the map sort of Thursday night. Yep. So that's what's happening with the pros now. They're betting as early as they say, hey, that's the edge. I'm not going to wait till 9am anymore because the edge is when they're betting MBLs from Thursday or Friday, take it because if you don't, someone else will. Yep. All right, let's look at the Derby market then tomorrow. Let's have a look at Flemington. That's obviously named after it. So that's a huge race. So Riff Rocket's a current $2.15 favourite. It looks the one to beat if it can run the 2,500 metre distance. And then there's the other four mines in the Vars last week with Apulia and Vidad. Um, how are you thinking the market's going to play from 9am tomorrow? Yeah, I think it was fascinating to begin with, probably Tuesday, uh, Wednesday with Riff Rocket. I think, you know, certain places were happy to sort of bet 210. Um, a joint I used to know really, really well sort of went $1.80, $1.85. They just didn't want to lay the horse. They were trying to get in it as short as they could, short as they could. And now we're seeing it evolved that now it's back out to that 215, 220. And look, to be honest, I think you probably might be a chance of getting 250. I know we're probably going to have a bet if we can get to 260 our joint. So that's where we're sort of looking for that horse. Um, so so what we're saying now currently, we're, we're around the 205, 210 mark with points bet. We maybe expect to drift on a horse like Riff Rocket. Yeah, I think if that, that 205, 210, I, I think that's going to be a price that you're going to get better on, on race day. Absolutely. At some point, in from now till then, you'll get better than that. I mean, a pulley is sort of firmed up probably from Thursday till sort of now, and that's a well, positive that's push. Yeah, and that's been a really good push. And the key is quick seven-day backup. We love that with our horses. It's just now whether you've got to measure that with the fact, okay, well, it's actually its second go. It's doing the quick seven-day backup. We know that can be difficult. Uh, and then everyone's going to sort of measure up the fact, okay, well, Riff Rocket coming off a really slowly run race, 
what's the map going to do? Is it going to be a fast run race? If it is, does that actually negate possibly Riff Rocket? There's a lot of factors. So then we move to a race like the Coolmore. And $4.60 cylinder with points bet at the moment. $6 Shinzo. seven fifty Kings Gambit. Um, we've got horses like oh, I'm Unstoppable, which I'm keen on uh, in a small way at an each way price, $11. Um, even Tis Invincible, a horse at $18 and five fifty with points bet. And interesting, interesting with that King's Gambit, so this means with market. So it's just been reported elevated temperature has to be checked tomorrow. How reactive is a market to that sort of report? Really reactive. If you looked at the exchange, um, as soon as that was done, it went sort of from 750 tight enough, 780 bang out to like $859. So, um, you know, that's a concern. I would suggest I was really keen on King's Gambit, and now I'm just completely tepid on it. Uh, it's it's a real worry that even if it gets there, it's it's a concern. So is this a race where you're talking about, and we're talking here particularly with points bet, is it that you're probably going to get overs for some horses that you like that are outside because the race is so wild, but also because there's so much liquidity in the market? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the, and the corps are going to bet real tight prices for you. So instead of betting, you know, in a, in a field of 16 or 17, usually you'd be betting 128, 130. Yep. They're going to bet, you know, a percent of horse. They're going to bet 115, 116. So that creates opportunities for punters out there. Um, I think this race also, you've just got to watch the two first races that go up up the straight and then don't be charging in now and having a bet at the Coolmore. It's tough enough as it is, but we don't know if inside's going to be off. Outside might not be the spot. What's the wind actually doing? We think it's a southerly, so we know that's going to be across them from the left. Is that going to impact them? Let's watch the first two races up the, the famous Flemington straight. And then I think you can make a, a more um, informative decision or as much informative as you can. And then we go to a race like the Empire Rose and we're looking like we're $5 a field, a tissue, $5.650 into $5 with points bet. Princess Grace, alcohol-free, both at $6.50. Um, you've also got horses even down the bottom like Whistle Lass at $9.50 and then More Secrets at $17 had some specking. So... You're talking $5 a field in another Group 1 race, which then becomes even more difficult again. Yeah, and again, another really tricky race. And again, map is sort of, I think, most key in a race like this. Um, there's so many variables we talk about, all these kind of different things. But I think this the map is the key here. You need a horse that's going to be able to absorb pressure for a mile. And a mile on a really fast deck that we think probably going to get to a good three. Can you run fast over that mile consistently? Have you been able to do it before? We've seen horses coming out of slowly run races, horses like Wishlaw Lass. Now can they do it in a fast run race on the biggest day? Um, there's going to be... I'll tell you what, you're talking about crazy and wild. I think the betting in the Empire Rose is going to be wild. It'd be interesting as well. Princess Grace obviously went down as a $1.65 last out of Flemington. What are your vibes towards, do you punters be forgiving? Do you reckon they'll let that, sort of let that go, let that run again, just because it hurt them last time? What's the sort of... Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about the SP profile and how it anchors horses down, so then obviously it's not going to get out too much. But in a race like this where they're so competitive... I think the SP will probably slightly be removed a little bit. I mean, there's some quality horses, a tissue, as we spoke about, hope in your heart, those kinds of horses. And I think it's going to come down to what race you want to trust them coming out of. And I think that fangirl sort of Mr. Brightside race up in Sydney might be the race that I think the big pros gravitate towards. So overall, like we've said off the top, is sometimes if you find a horse so earlier in the day in some of these races where you're maybe a little bit more set, there's less liquidity in the market and you find a horse that you want, the price can be more stable and therefore the confidence level should be 
sort of more so rather than into group ones a bit later on. Yeah, is that abs- fair? Yeah, that, that's a fair fair comment. The, the, also, the other positive thing is is that Flemington, big day, everyone's there. Everyone's there winning this race, trying to win this race. This is sort of not the stepping stone for the next one. Probably outside of the wakeful, everyone's there to win this race because you want to have a winner on Derby Day. And I think that's another factor for punters' confidence that they're not thinking, oh, is it next start? Is it having a run? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a good day to bet. It's a hard day to bet. So, you know, it's buyer beware. Hey, George, a message coming through. Hey, boys, I'm against Riff Rocket. I'd rather lay it. Is that the way to go or should I back others? That's from James from Bandura. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you don't like the horse, you, you make an opinion on that. you just got to be price sensitive to what you actually want to lay it at. I mean, you know, if Riff Rocket gets, gets to $3 or $3.20 for whatever bizarre reason, and I don't think he will, does that mean you still want to lay it? Like, you, it's, it's a tricky one when people just say, well, I'm going to lay a horse. Well, you're laying it. Price sensitivity is the key factor there. I think we shouldn't just throw out the term... I want to lay a horse. It's all about price sensitivity because a horse you might not want to back at two dollars and you want to lay. For me, comes a becomes a very big bet at three dollars fifty or three dollars sixty, and I think the punters need to understand that and, as well. And that's another another shorty on the day. Is think about it in the giggy kick. A dollar seventy is too short. Tom says, but it gets to two dollars. You're keen to bet on that. Have you any thoughts on the giggy kick? I don't have many thoughts <laughs> on the giggy kick, but that's that's a very good point though. At certain points, you know, there's different percentage on how much of a winning chance that horse has got. So. Um, I think that's what the education there is needs to be. That you know, I don't want to back this horse at a dollar seventy. He gets to two ten, two twenty, he becomes a bet. And we need to sort of educate our punters that um, just because they say it's a lay doesn't mean you know it cannot win. Well, that's what essentially what Tom's having another crack at me saying about think about it at dollar seventy two short. Considering I missed Imperatrice at a dollar forty. Well, essentially what I was saying was taking a horse around the valley at a dollar forty for me was too great a risk. But then you could think about it. Um, it's probably going to end up on a heavy deck, but a totally different track at a short price. Not that suggesting that it's a bet, but as in you can take horses on for track, bias, whatever it 100%. may be, the short quote. Yeah, and 100%. And you also live in an opinion opinion game that, you know, you've got to, as long as you can live and die by the sword that you actually uh, wield, then you're fine with that. I find that interesting when you said the earlier straight races, how you've got to be watching those races and then how reactive the markets are. So you definitely do factor in as a punter. So I'm thinking... If I'm keen on cylinder in the Coolmore, it's drawn a bit inside. Um, earlier on in those, rate, those sprint races, if those winners are drawn from the inside, you do factor that in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think probably more for the inside because I think everyone's got a gut feel that middle to wide, I know my numbers say that middle to wide is the key, is where you probably want to be on Saturday. But if we see horses that are drawn one and two, like triple missile, rose courts, those kinds of horses earlier on in the day being able to win those races... I think those horses that have drawn inside in the Coolmore won't drift as much as what we thought. And probably King's Gambit's now are going to be a really bad, bad example, but I thought if those horses on the inside had won and King's Gambit was um, healthy, he could have been a really big snow in, I thought, because I think the big guys might have really came for him for, for his number that he did last start in Sydney. So I think it's more for the horses that are drawn inside. Um, it gives them... I don't think they're going to get too far out in the market compared to if we see you've got to be wide in those first two sprint races. Those horses drawn probably six inside. Whatever price they are now, I'd be doubling so you, it. So you, so you don't, so you don't bet. So you, so you haven't had a bet, not you yourself. So you, so you just don't have a bet for the Coolmore until you see those 100%. early races. I, and, that, and that's probably for any sprint race uh, for me at all. I just need to see. I mean, usually I will play early because I've got – I think I've got the belief that I've got the right numbers with me that yeah. are telling me how this track's going to play, whether the rail be out nine metres, whether it be a slow, slow track or a good track. But I think for anybody just looking at it, 
let's watch and learn. If we get some ability to watch and learn, let's do that. Very quick one before we touch on some of the other races um, later in the week. The track good four, are we expecting slight upgrade? And then will it maybe even favour with that win? Are we expecting it to maybe favour in some of the other races, not the straight horses that are up on speed or a leader-ish type? Bias? Yeah, so southerly, which means it's more or less a tailwind from the 1,400 metre. And we know that 1,400 metre start, you're straight onto that sweeping bend and it's going to be behind them all the way. So Flemington, we always think three wide line, sort of middle, worse than midfield's great. And I still think those numbers are fine. But what I will say is if you've got a leader around the circle, 1,400 metre plus races at Flemington, don't be disadvantaged by that. And I think we saw that Turnbull day as well. So um, I'm expecting circle to your question, uh, to be very even, Milo. Um, let's jump to our first break. This is a Form Lounge. Miles Fitzner with you, joined by Form Expert Jules Valance and the co-host with the most Huey Fitzpatrick, all thanks to PointsBet. PointsBet is built different. Download the PointsBet app today. We'll be back right after this as we take a look later in the week. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Ma- You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the Magic Man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Any questions? 0499 736 736. Miles Fitz, New Hugh Fitzpatrick, Jules Valance with you. All thanks to PointsBet. PointsBet is built different. Download the PointsBet app today. And what's gambling really costing you? Uh, for free and confidential support, gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's turn our attention to the Melbourne Cup. Interesting one. Huey, um, seen horses go out, but we'll touch on the market all thanks to PointsBet. We will. So Vorban, the, the Sprue course from the Internationals, $3.70 with points, but Gold Trip's drifting a fair bit, so it's five fifty, And then the Caulfield Cup winner without a fight, 6 bucks. Solcombe, who no one can trust, it jumps like you running the tan, who knows? And then break up the Japanese horse, $12. Absurd, who's come over with um, Vorban, is $16. So they're the sort of top. And then Cleveland's the rest of it. We don't think it can win the Melbourne Cup. So, so from now till Tuesday, what's gonna, what is going to change these markets? Is it the Sprue that... So we went, I was there at Tuesday, breakfast with the best at Flemington. All that would talk around Flemington was this jump at this piece of work Vorban did. How reactive was the market to that? It was a little bit reactive, no doubt, because um, it did work really well. There's a bit in that, I think, as well in how he paraded before that. Geez, he got into a muck lather, and I think on a day where it's going to be 30 degrees on Saturday, uh, on Tuesday, uh, with 100,000 people at the track, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he parades and whether he melts, and if he does... I think that'll be fascinating to see what the market does there as well. So there's a bit in that, I think. Um, yeah, there's no doubt bigger corps don't want to like, they've already got probably Vorban for a really lot of money. So they're doing some work with the exchange and sort of taking little dribs and drabs, dribs and drabs, so they can sort of bet the 350, the 360, or, or whatever that's being bet by points bet and those kinds of things, because they just don't want, you know, this horse to be sitting at 420 and 440 like it was a week ago. Because your mum and dad are going to be backing these horses because you just hear that horse, Vorban, Vorban. It's such a fascinating um, select race, the Melbourne Cup, that the market sometimes is just bizarre. Uh, so, yeah, Vorban's going to be the one that's going to be on everyone's lips. Gold Trip will be there because it won it last year. Um, it'll be short, the totes and all that kind of stuff. So there's one where you've got real discrepancy in totes compared to fixed odds. But um, to your original question, Huey, I think, yeah, the corpse will be playing Vorban from now till Tuesday to try and get this price in as short as they can 
without being um, ridiculous. So where? So oh, I want to take a stab at this. I've got a futures ticker with him, uh, and but not from that long ago. Um, a lot of people are asking me, what should I do? I'm getting people sent through about laying off in regards to multis. Where does he start? If you're laying him off for a multi, one I've got sent through earlier, right? Bloke's got Vormann to win the cup for 50K from $150 outlay. Yeah. So at what point's he laying this horse out? Now or does he lay it later? I think he lays it whenever he wants, really. Yeah. Now or – and this is the thing. <clears throat> I think um, the totes might be short him – a couple other horses, any horse with a sort of crazy name or a name that, you know, I think the Sulcombe horse will be short totes because there's probably a lot of Richmond supporters and the Richmond fans, are, uh, the Richmond guys are in that. So, again, that has impact on prices. Um, and then, but then, you know, the parade of Vorban could be really interesting. As I said, I'm not, I'm not sold on him being able to present really well and just being able to enjoy the experience. And if he does, he will be out the gate as quick as they can get him out the gate, the bigger guys. So yep. last seven, eight minutes is going to be really interesting Melbourne Cup, especially with his parade, I think. So do Pookie sort of see the Melbourne Cup as a real opportunity to make some bank? Because everyone is going to have a ticket in the Melbourne Cup. Obviously, everyone's have a bet. Everyone's going to watch it. Do Pookie, do you back yourself to go, no, I've done my form on this race. Like This is a real opportunity to make some bank. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back in the old joint, that's what we did. And that's what we sort of were, you know, for the whole year, that's sort of what we focused on. And you would really analyse where the edge was and where you could actually lay horses at a bigger price that, you know, you thought couldn't win. And sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't go your way. But yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Everyone's having a bet. Right, the next features we're going to have a look at is the VRC Oaks. Now, I listened to a podcast on the Beaten Favourite, which Jules jumped on the other day, and it was it was really interesting how you sort of look at the VRC Oaks, different form lines that you sort of factor in. So the current favourite is Tropical Squall, $2.50 with points, but Zardozzi's $5, who's the favourite on Saturday, which I think the market will react big time to that. I think it's the wake, is it the wakeful on Saturday? Yeah. So yeah. the wakeful. So the market, how, how much does the market react to that wakeful? So on Saturday, as Zardozzi brains and by five so that fox catcher how reactive will you guys be oh it's it, if it wins by five it's a clear cut fade yep. yeah there's no doubting that so that's the bright form line four days in quick back up beautiful we love that we saw that with willowy two years ago who came off a newcastle maiden so years are different sometimes you get those kinds of horses and sometimes there's just a really quality horse that runs but i think the change of the thousand guineas going to the back of the carnival takes away those good 1,600-metre horses that sometimes then had a throw at the stumps at the 2,500. We don't have them this year. We have just got these sort of stayers that aren't – or these horses that theoretically aren't good enough for the 1,000 guineas. So uh, very different year, but there's – I think just with Tropical Squall and even Zardozzi, I haven't seen enough, and that's why I think I'm going off Broadway. It's uh, it's the derbies and Oaks as I've just never played it in ten years. I've never tried to make money and I'll continue not to. They're absolutely wild. Quick news on the other side of this. Very very quick look at stakes, mile and sprint on the last day. Jules Valance, Hugh Fitzpatrick, Miles Fitznor. Thanks to Pointsbet. Pointsbet is built different. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitznor. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the Magic Man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Miles Fitz, new Hugh Fitzpatrick, Jules Valance with you. PointsBet is built different. Download the PointsBet app today. And for a racing experience that's built different this spring carnival, download the PointsBet app. Imagine what you can be buying instead. Elliot Forbes, not far away. What I'm going to do, though, we're going to ask you a quick couple of questions. We'll fire a quick break and then we'll come back with Elliot because we want to get his thoughts on a few races. But just quickly, 
the stakes mile and the sprint, especially the, the mile and the stakes, we don't know where horses are going yet. We've got to be careful about betting into those sort of uh, races now, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think always any futures. If you know something that you think the bookmakers or someone else doesn't know, absolutely have a bet. But there is absolutely no joy in uh, acting like you know the dog before it goes to school because even if you might have patted it beforehand, it might not even end up there. Hey, uh, I won't ask you for too many tips, but is there anything that you want to maybe like or give out? We've got to jump to a break to get Elliot on the other side of this. Yeah, but... yeah I just think in the Oaks, I think the horse that comes out of the champions behind Tom Kitten, it's been forgotten a little bit. Tudu Lafiti, I think it's called, and also Athel Fled, which comes out of a... Tudu Lafita? Yep, Tudu Lafita. I yep. think that might be the right form. I don't know if it's going there, but if it ends up going there, I think it probably starts close to favourite. I think that's the right form on, unless something out of the wakeful goes bananas. Huey, anything that you want to add? No, nah, I loved it. It was a great chat. And the listeners love this sort of stuff. It's, it's insightful. And the wind, um, the wind is massive. So we're going to get Jules on every Friday. I can just tell us what the wind's doing. Yeah, now. It's we, the he's a wind man. Oh, yeah. mate, he's a genius. Hey, Jules, appreciate your time as always, mate. Uh, your expert opinion and talking about punning. It's all about making money. Appreciate you jumping in. Enjoy your lunch in 25 minutes and we'll see you soon. That was fun. Good boy. Jules Valance there joining us. Miles Fitz, Nick Hugh Fitzpatrick with you. Elliot Forbes on the other side of this as we're going to run through some markets and his best bets for the day all thanks to PointsBet. It's built different. Download the PointsBet app today and imagine what you could be buying instead. For free confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Miles Fitzner, Hugh Fitzpatrick with you. The Fitzers on a Friday. All thanks to PointsBet is built different. Download the PointsBet app for racing experience. It's built different this spring carnival. Download the PointsBet app. I've been playing around with it. Absolutely love it. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Free confidential support. Gambling help online.org.au. The man we need is Elliot Forbes from PointsBet. Hello to you, Forbesy. Afternoon, boys. How are we going? Very well, mate. Let's get stuck straight into it. Let's start with the derby. We know that Riff Rocket, we've discussed the markets a little bit earlier, but how are you seeing it? Where's all the money? What's the biggest hold and what do you like? Yeah, look, Riff Rocket is favourite with us at points, but and very well supported about 70% of the early market here, including all the big bets, 5K, 5K, 4K, 3K, all around the 280, 250 mark earlier in the week or late last week. Look, it's very, very tough to beat. We're going to be protecting Riff Rocket here. We think it's the one. Um, history does suggest that it's not a bad race to find a touch of value in. Um, but I think Riff Rocket is, is one of the better bets on the day here. Um, if you want to have a look at some others in this race, Apulia is $4.20, was pretty impressive last start. Verdad has gone the other way easy out to $9.50. Gates is $13. If you're looking for a touch of value, holding a price there and Sunset's firming into 13 But it is all about Riff Rocket here in the derby. Um, did have every chance last start, but I think going up in distance to the 2,500, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very hard to beat. All right, we'll move on to the Coolmore, Elliot. What are the punters doing? Are they sticking with the Caulfield form with V8 and Stapati, or are they sort of heading with Sydney with the three, obviously, Shinzo, Kings, Gavin, and those are the likes? Yeah, Shinzo's the one that has been supported. $8 into 6 with a pretty good jump out in between. Uh, James McDonald riding for Walla, always very hard to beat. Cylinder holding price and favouritism at $4.60. 
with us at points bet at the moment. King's Gambit out to eight dollars. When we have seen spec that at, at longer odds here, the party thirteen dollars for the uh, Melbourne horses. Osmosis probably leads here, uh, and V8 easy out to twenty one. But the one we have seen a touch of money for is down the page here, um, and it is it's invincible at eighteen dollars. Good yeah, form around right. that horse, very very consistent. Ma Eustace stable, and the other one is Marapi. We took a couple of big bets at some at sixteen dollars and four dollars eighty with Damien Oliver gets the blinkers off. Going back, uh, I think it could run a pretty big race. It was held up uh, last start to finish six, but um, it could be anything. This horse, it, it has shown a lot of ability. So sixteen dollars and four dollars eighty. If you're looking at something for a touch of value uh, in the Coolmore. Hey, Alec, what about um, King's Gambit? How reactive was the points bet market to the report that it's sort of getting a vet check tomorrow? Was it, I've noticed it's shifted out to yeah. eight bucks with points bet. Yeah, correct. As soon as you sort of hear anything around vets and that sort of stuff, the, the market does generally take a stance again. So was $6.50 has been easy all morning with us now out to $8. Wouldn't shock if it got a little bit longer today. Uh, and then obviously tomorrow, depending on what happens with the vets uh, check in the morning, but out to eight dollars, two seventy-five. The place. So generally, the market generally does take a stand against horses that do need a check uh, come uh, race morning. Elliot, let's uh, take a quick look at the Golden Eagle before Huey Alaska on the Melbourne Cup. But um, we're on with Amelia's Jewel and Kovalika, but not a race I'm launching into. Yeah, correct. It's going to be a pretty interesting race. Amelia's Julie's favourite at three dollars seventy did open. At $4, did get out to $4.40, but then very quickly back into $3.70. Hawaii 5.0, they're the two in the market that are really holding. We've got 64% of our hold on those two runners. So they're sort of trying to make it a race in two. I don't mind the Kiwi Legado coming over $7.50. Uh, very, very good horse. And the Australian market tends to, as a general rule, underrates the Kiwi horses coming over. So I think at $7.50, it's definitely a chance. Kovalika has been supported $10 into nine. Uh, really, really good turn of foot uh, and getting the blinkers on, which is always good. Tommy Berry riding for Waller as well. So should be a very, very good race, quite open. I think any of those top four can win it. I think you can sort of put a line through a lot of the other ones at longer odds. Those three or four, are, I think, are class above for the $10 million Golden Eagle. What are you guys doing with the cut market? Vorban, I see it's $3.70. Gold trip. I feel like you guys are risking the last year's winner a bit and obviously without a fight, six bucks. What are you guys thinking then? What are you thinking, mate? We're after a tip. You've been seeing pretty well around the format. Yeah, so we've had some big bets. Vorban is favourite, but we're happy to lay that. We think it's a touch too short. So we're going to sort of be top price or near enough top price if you came to back Vorbin, um, that is our biggest liability. So if we get that wrong, the traders uh, might be in the CEO's office come Wednesday morning, bright and early. Happy to lay Gold Trip as well, carrying a fair bit of weight. It does look like it's going to be pretty dry uh, and very warm on Cup Day. So the big weight in the firm trap might just be a bridge too far for Gold Trip. Having said that, there's not many going better in the country. The one I like is Break Up. Not really sure why everyone uh, was keen to find this horse in the Caulfield Cup, but now seems to have jumped off for the Melbourne Cup. He's here to win the Melbourne Cup. Um, it was pretty similar to Gold Trip's run in the turn. It was 85% off a hot tempo, which has just brought this horse onto peak fitness. Um, form maps up really, really well when you're looking at some of the really good staying races over there. When you're matching up to Delta Blues, which won this race um, 10 years ago or so, only managed 10th in this race, and he won this race. Um, very, very, very well. So 
I think that's the one that's over the odds at the moment with us at points, but you're getting $12. Solcom at $9 uh, without a fight at 6 are the ones in the market. Elliot, very quickly, best bet of the day, please, mate. Best bet of the day is Riff Rock in the Derby. He's going to be very, very hard to beat. The $2.05 does look pretty appetising. Uh, if you're looking for one at value, I am with Moravia in the Coolmore. Appreciate it, mate. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Elliot Forbes here from PointsBet for a racing experience. It's built different this spring carnival. You can download the PointsBet app now. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. PointsBet is built different, as are we. Hugh Fitzpatrick, Miles Fitzner, back in a moment with all your questions and best bets right around the country. This is Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with... You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday with the Fitzes. Miles Fitzner, Hugh Fitzpatrick with you right around the country. 0499 736 736. All thanks to PointsBet. PointsBet is built different. And imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Gamblinghelponline.org.au. Huey, stack of questions. Let's roll straight through them and I'll do my best. Let's load up. Right, Vow and Declare has been in great form. Thoughts, Milo. Jonesy uh, from Mandora Bay. Look, you're not wrong. Has been in great form. Don't think it's quite up to him class-wise. Um, but look, one of my favourites, all-time favourites. But yeah, I don't think it's quite there class-wise. The King Milo. Happy Friday, brother. Barbie's Fox to play tomorrow at Flemington Race 8. Currently getting 6.50 to place. You beauty. Give it a chance. Uh, no, not for me. Um, look, six fifty to place is probably the way you play it, Jack. So I think you're thinking the right way. Now you've done your ascot form, and so has what's his name, Shawnee from Perth. My Bella May resuming, and the El Safina. Any thoughts on uh, those two? Yep, El Safina going to be a best bet there, Shawnee. There's some shorties here in Perth. I'll get to them shortly in the best bets. There's three of them. I think they will all be winning. My Bella May is not one of them. Now we're talking about the Derby. Why is Sunset at such a good price after beating Riff Rocket last start? I think it's the way the race set up. We're talking about tempo here. So we've slow tempos, horses holding on. The some of the other races on hard tempos. I'm with the purely because the horse is rock hard fit um, and coming off a harder tempo race. Uh, that's why, but it's also, um, I just didn't like how Riff Rocket hit the line. We were questioning that, but um, it's a valid point. Shouldn't be that big a discrepancy. G'day, Magic Smooth in The Apprentice. I like the Sydney Colts in the Coolmore, but have they run up the straight six before? Big, big, um, big uh, issue, Joe. That's the whole thing. Some horses handle the straight and some don't. That's why I like to sort of know horses that are handled the track. Very, very valid point. Um, hey, one up the top here from you. Hey, Miles, love the show. Who's this Hugh Patrick bloke? Should get him on like he's, takes, he's not going anywhere. He's staying here on a Friday. Um, I think Gates is the one to upset Riff Rocket. Look, I think that's not as silly as it sounds. Hey, Golden Eagle, have you done any form? Vienna Princess in the Golden Eagle, a mare in form. You know what they say about a mare in form. Yep. And also, that is one of the biggest sayings in racing, like lick the bin, a mare in form. Can you actually explain that to the people who don't really understand? Obviously, we know what a mare is. A mare is a female horse. But what does it mean when a mare is in form? Well, it, yeah, I think it's one of the old adages that I think when mares could find form, um, from like attitude and hormone-based, that if they were in form, they tended to maintain it easier. They didn't drop off like a colt would. Um, so, look, they're, they're old adages. It was around before, you know, when, you know, Noah was a boy. Like, yep. So, um, but not the worst as a roughie. I, I think we'll quickly run through. And actually, there's a couple more questions here. Off um, off Twitter, uh, Instagram first, does um, 
Ekaterina just win at Eagle Farm. I think it should win, but it's not a load-up job. Nick off Twitter, how far does Brave Mead win by? Well, what are your thoughts on that opener? It is a really interesting race. So Gareth's best bit of the Flemington Carnival is that the second the Mark Zari's jumped on board. So be heed or um, let's have a look. He-Man. So it's Sydney form and Brave Mead's obviously Aussie Bloodstock and Jamie Spencer gets it right. It's an interesting race, that opener. Yep, Brave Mead. Influential and Ursa are the three. Um, I, I just don't think it's a full blind lock, but um, it, look, it'll go very close. A um, couple of others. Uh, what is the winner of the Coolmore worth if it's a cult? That's from Nick off Twitter. Yeah, you're talking 40 million plus. Away you go. Yeah, they're worth an absolute fortune. It's a drink. Um, a couple more quickly off Twitter. I know we've got about we've got five and a half minutes left. I just want to make sure we answer all your questions. Um, with long range bets and bets close range, roughly how many horses are you on per race in group ones? Joe, great question. Depends on the race. I'll spread. Look, I'll probably back two or three in these group ones tomorrow, but only only small, uh, really, really small. And why can't best bets come out on Thursdays in a news agent like they did pre-COVID? Um, well, from Joe, it's because it's when you get horses released. So they've only just released the Tuesday fields only in the last hour or two, haven't they? So um, it's just a timing thing with releasing fields. Um, Tis Invincible. So, some Matty T's here just asked about Tis Invincible. You you like that, Mark? Yeah, Oregon. It's well, Oregon's one of the best horses in the country. Um, just quickly, let's run through them. So, in the Coolmore, I think I am unstoppable. Shinzo, Tis Invincible, and Nadal are both overs. So they're the four I'd be playing around in the um, Derby. Apulia Gates, um, and then probably leave the rest. Maybe Rogery, and then. Uh, in the Golden Eagle, I'm Amelia's Jewel um, and Kovalika and probably save the rest. But the big spread, but I'm not betting hard into them. So the Golden, that's actually one of my best bets, comes in the Golden Eagle, and it's in the form of Hawaii Flavo. It's been, it's It's been set for this race the whole time. It's drawn a gate, and if the rain comes, the rain is really interesting in Sydney on the weekend. If the rain comes, you probably know your Perth form more than I do, but Amelia's Jewel has never run on, on a soft deck. Nine of its 11 wins have come on a good deck, which they obviously always get in Ascot. I just think Kawhi 5 it is backed into favouritism now. Drawn four, been set for this race. I'm really, really keen on it. Yeah, um, Derby and the, and the Coolmore quickly. Yeah, look, I won't be betting into the Coolmore. I just think it's a watch popcorn yep. race. Derby, I'm really keen on Riff Rocket. Yep, like it. So uh, let's get into the best bets and we'll run through them. Um, I'm going to start at Flemington now. Of all my bets around the country, these are the least I'm confident in in Flemington. I think it's a tough day. This is where we're going to take each other on. Race four, number five, triple missile. I think if it had drawn wider, like Jules had said earlier, would have been a, a real step-in job. But I think triple missile are in race four. But you are with? I'm with Spacewalk. Yep. It, it's, it's one of the hardest horses to catch. But I think drawn 10, Jamie Carr, she's been in bad form as it's been spoken about every, every day. But I think it's a straight straight track horse. The best on the card there for me is race five, number one, Zardozzi. No thoughts there? No, no thoughts. Um, right, we move to Rose Hill. Uh, race four, number two, Shuey uh, or Shahai. I was with it the other week. The scratch selects to go here. Um, I'm pretty keen on it. And then we go late. Race 10, number three, Way to the Stars. Your best bet's up there? My best bet is Hawaii 5, as I said before. I think we can sort of play a few same race multis in that giga kick. I think Think about it's way too short. I'm not, I don't know what your thoughts are. We haven't really touched on the giga kick race. It is one of the best. It's race just watch. The, it's just watch. It's yep. just popcorn job. Yeah. Yep. And it's interesting if I don't, they won't come back down for the the sprint rule. They think about it. They won't back up against Imperatrice. But that that debate this week's been really interesting. Who's the best sprinter in the country? Think about it, Imperatrice. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I think think about it. it has to be one of the Everest. 
and that's the best sprint race yep. in, in the world. Correct. So, it's um, pretty straightforward. Yeah, look, Hawaii Five-0 is my best bet in Sydney, my best bet in Melbourne, Drift Rock and the Derby. It just, you know, it's bred to run. It's it's mum might have a 2,400. I think it'll get the trip. J-Mac will look after it from Barrier 5. $2.05 is probably too short, but look, it's my best bet. Right. I think where we can make money is interstate. Eagle Farm. Race one, number four, Liquor. And race four, number two, Weagle Tiger. I've got each way plays later in the day. We move to Ascot. Race two, number six, Malakar Pindari. Simon Miller wins. We go to race six, number four, Rear Admiral wins. Race eight, number seven, Al Safina wins. Morfittville, two there. Race four, number nine, Lights of Broadway. And then race five, number two, Sharipa. So I've got uh, some heavier plays at Eagle Farm, Morfittville and Ascot, and then repeating Rose Hill, Shuey, race four, number two, Way to the Stars, race 10, number three, and then Flemington, race four, number five, Triple Missile, and race five, number one, Zardozzi. Now, um, don't come for me that they all are favourites. I'm going to tip every race over five cards across the country, so more than likely they are going to be Shuey. Jonesy's chasing winner in the last mile. Is he keen on Tamerlan? I've blackwood and followed for a while oh. now. Jump lead and win like it did last start. You that know, last start, when it won last start, it literally had every single thing in its favour. Like, it was given a peach. It was backed heavily off the map. It'll be interesting to see who takes that. Do you want to see my notes here? I see can't this? read your handwriting. No and no. One, five, seven, eight, seventeen in the last at Flemington. I'm going really easy, so everyone knows. I'm going really easy at Flemington, and I'm going to absolutely steam it up at Ascot, Eagle Farm, Morfordville. That's, that's where we make some money Derby Day, but... Um, there's a few shorties that should just be winning and then some value plays everywhere. So if you had one best of the day, which one would it be? Yeah, every frocket. Yeah, I'm going to say... I, just think no. it's a, I actually think it's a moral. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. it's, a, it's a moral. Oh, you said it. I, I know. I, I, I just think it is. I just... Drawn five, been set for this race. Everyone's got queries over its distance. It'll run the distance. It's bred to run the distance. J-Mac will look after it from five. And it's win two starts ago, which is... Apulia, though, is um, I just can't is, is three read, weeks in a row. the same way. I know, three weeks in a row, three runs, like back up, well, back up. So Fitz yeah. v. Fitz, Apulia v. Riff Rocket, and Spacewalk v. Triple Missile. Done. Yep, bottle of wine. Hey, uh, Huey, you're a star, mate, and uh, the stuff you've been doing during the week's been outstanding. We're on track, aren't we? Bloody oath we are. And what you can do is, uh, I know there's a lot of best bets up. The clips will be going up. There's an article going up soon as well. Uh, but you head to the SEN app, click Track Hub, Go to SEN Top Tips, and they are all down there on the app. It is that simple. So don't send us a message directly saying, what are they? They are all there. Bloody oath it's, mate, this That's time why we slave year. every Saturday many, morning. That's why I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm just punching How many times do you get a message this time of the year where they're like, mate, can you just send me your best bets? It's like, they're right there. <laughs> they're right there. And, mate, it's we're also the really great app on a Saturday is the tipping sheet. So race by race, all of our miles of tips, tags of tips, cams of tips, JJ's tips. So head there. It gets released every Saturday morning at around 11.30. So head to the app. All thanks to PointsBet. PointsBet is built different. What's gambling really costing you? Friend confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You're in for a treat. Campbell Brown, Dog and Mickey Gannon, Friday Trackside coming at you. <laughs>